Hello for the Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. I'm here with my good buddy and research assistant, Josh. We're going to dive into how Larry Fink's ESG scam, grift, whatever you want to call it, how this works. A lot of people have heard about this, eh, all these funds, and it's not just BlackRock. It's uh, a lot of them out there that are moving to this ESG, this environmentally friendly, let's save the planet and and make a lot of money. And when I first heard this, the very first thing that came to my mind was scam. Uh, I can tr assure you that Larry Fink or uh, Jamie Dimon or the banksters on Wall Street or the World Economic Forum, for that matter, the IMF, the BIs, I can assure you they don't care about the planet. Uh, they don't care about baby seals. They don't care about whales. They don't care about icebergs. They don't care about Greta Thornburg, whatever her name is. All they care about is usurping power, control, and wealth. But how do they do this, right? Let's get into the details. Uh, I want to go first over to Harvard Business Review. Now, interestingly enough, this... Harvard Business Review is talking about how they don't like ESG investing because the government might assume that they don't need to do anything else. So <laughs> they're coming from, from a completely different angle. But I think what's relevant is are these data points that they go over. So now they're talking about these funds, these ESG funds, like all of the ESG funds that Larry Fink talks about all the time. And he's going around saying how they're doing so much good in the world and that they're saving the planet. And we need to really be concerned about this really hot summer and the ocean temperatures and all these things. And if you want to do your part, then you just need to give me your money. Interesting how that works, isn't it? But read this, these insights, very interesting. One of Wall Street's motivations, I would say their only motivation, for the frenzy of ESG product creation and overselling of planetary impact is the fees associated with ESG products. According to the BCG, as passive funds have continued to grow in popularity, asset management revenues as a percentage of AUM, assets under management, have fallen by 4.6 basis points over the past five years. Okay, ESG funds typically charge 40%. ESG funds typically charge fees 40% higher than traditional funds, making them a timely answer to asset management margin compression. You see how this works? What was happening are all these funds, you know, you can imagine Larry Fink being in the boardroom with all of these executives. And this is three or four years ago. They're saying to themselves, oh my gosh, we, we got to do something here. Uh, we've got all these assets under management, but our margins are really getting squeezed. There's a lot of competition in the industry for XYZ reason. And we were charging, let's just say 20 basis points. But now to make sure that we're, uh, that, that, that those assets under management aren't leaving for another firm, we've got to go down to 15 basis points because all these other firms are undercutting us. So we, we can't lose those assets. So, you know, how are we going to do this? How are we going to continue to make the amount of money that we're making while at the same time being competitive? Ah, oh, I know. Let's just guilt people into staying with us. And you can see Larry Fink kind of scratching his chin saying, hmm, 
I like where you're going with this. Continue. And they think about it and say, yeah, I mean, if we can guilt people into staying with our fund, then we can continue to charge 20 basis points. And then you can imagine someone else chime in and say, whoa, 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 time out. If we guilt people enough and create this problem that really doesn't exist, and we can use fear and leverage that fear, maybe we can charge more than 20 basis points. Now Larry Fink really starts getting excited. He's like, okay, yeah, pour me that shot of espresso. I really like where this conversation is going now. Yeah, why don't we just charge 1%, 2%? And the whole time they're like, well, how are we going to do it? Well, we just have to crank up the fear. The higher the fear goes, the more we're going to be able to charge. Woohoo! Problem, not only is the problem solved, but they've discovered this new way to make windfall profits. So now all Larry Fink has to do is go on this publicity tour where he goes around on CNBC and Bloomberg and rubbing elbows with all the financial insiders at Davos and all of them get together and they're like, hey, we need to do what's best for the industry here, Jamie. You know what that means, right? Oh yeah, I do. Whoever the executive is at Goldman or Blackstone or, you know, they're all in a room together, kind of twisting their mustaches. Or it's like a James Bond movie where they're all gathered around the table and that one Dr. No guy or whatever the hell his name is, you know, he's kind of at the, the head of Spectre. That's what it is. You know, he's at the head of the table kind of um, petting his cat like he's petting Bigglesworth. <laughs> yes, yes. He's got that that uh, gray suit on, you know, with the little half neck thing. And then he hits the red button for that one guy to fall through the floor and go into the pool of sharks. That's basically what the what the meeting's like. And they all come together and they throw out this idea. Hey, let's go for this grift, this ESG grift. And they walk through the math that we just walked through. And all the other scammers, i.e. banksters, financial types, they say, yes, this is this is the greatest thing I've ever heard of. What do I have to do? Oh, easy. All you have to do is just go on CNBC or whenever you're in the media, just talk about how bad climate change is. And that you just happen to have started a fund that's going to defeat climate change. It's going to bring the planet right back where it needs to be, the equilibrium. And we're going to be at net zero by 50. Woohoo! Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. See, this is how it works. And now, I know some of you right now may be saying, okay, George, well, there really is a problem with climate change. Uh, and, you know, my view on this is even if there's not a problem with climate change, let's just assume for a moment that's not an issue. I don't like bad air. I don't like breathing horrible air. I don't like breathing dirty air. I don't like to see smog. So even if the planet's fine, <laughs> I still am all favor for clean air, right? But then the question becomes, are these guys, number one, we know they're charging more fees, but are they even doing anything to impact the planet? Because the argument may be, okay, George, fine, I get it. Yes, it is a grift a little bit, and they're charging high fees. I get the whole Spectre thing, the James Bond movie. I'm sure that's most likely how it did go down. But hey, I mean, at the end of the day, if they are investing in this, these ESG businesses and if they are reducing the carbon footprint, then maybe on net balance, this still is a good thing. It's a very valid argument. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the 
incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Ceresna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. I'm going to go over a quick video that explains this even further. This, okay, here we go. Now, this YouTuber is fantastic, and uh, he's very, uh, this guy and, and Johnny Harris is another guy I'd, I'd strongly recommend, and I, I'm not going to play this whole video, I just want to play the first couple minutes here, but I would strongly suggest watching the whole thing. So let's get right into it. And this uh, YouTube channel, which again is fantastic, is Wendover, Wendover Productions. Trail-loving hikers all have reason to celebrate. By the way, just to speed it up here, I put it on 1.5 speed. The Nature Conservancy, one of the nation's largest environmental NGOs, had partnered with the Hawk Mountain Sanctuary to preserve these 2,380 acres of wooded bird habitats some 80 miles or 130 kilometers outside of Philadelphia. In the grand scheme of things, the move wasn't anything major. By itself, a massive environmental organization preserving an area the size of a small ski town didn't move the needle. But the deal was bigger than local interests alone. The benefits were global. To fund the preserved protection, the Nature Conservancy, partnered with Blue Source, began selling carbon credits, and in an effort to offset emissions, J.B. Morgan Chase purchased over 96,000 of them. Oh, here we go. In order to offset emissions, J.P. Morgan purchased almost 100,000 of these, I guess, carbon offsets or carbon credits so that they could go in all their marketing material, say how environmentally friendly they are, and then, oh, by the way, we've got this ESG fund. So if you want to be as concerned about the climate as we are, if you don't want the human race to end, if you don't want the you know humanity to be eradicated by global warming, then you just need to go ahead and give us your money. It wasn't just corporations buying in either. At just $15 a ton, individuals bought credits to account for their summer vacations, too. While small in scale, Hawk Mountain seemed a perfect project. A pragmatic effort that saved important habitat and refuge for local birds and people, and provided means for the environmentally conscious to address their own impact on planets. The only problem was, as one intrepid investigative journalist with foes, it was all built on at best a massive oversimplification, and at worst, one big green lie. At the simplest level, forest carbon offset projects work by comparing the amount of forest preserved versus the assumed deforestation had it not been saved. This means that calculating a hypothetical baseline really informs the entire project and how many credits they can actually sell. And here lies the issue. All the carbon offsets sold to J.P. Morgan Chase and guilt-ridden individuals alike were calculated against a faulty baseline. This is the project's planning document. See, so if you're not following this, this is a multi-level grift. This is a multi-level, it's like multi-level marketing. It's just each level is scamming the level below. <laughs> so we talked about the J.P. Morgan grift, the BlackRock, the Larry Fink uh, grift, but then look what's happening. The people that are actually selling them the carbon credits, they're scamming as well. And they're not just scamming JP Morgan or uh, Larry Fink. Oh, no, 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 no. They're scamming the general public, saying, hey, if you're driving around your car, I'm sure they're targeting Californians. 
you're driving around your car. Oh, that's bad, 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 bad. Why don't you just go ahead and give us millions and millions and millions of dollars and we will go ahead and take the millions of dollars and we will protect Hawk Mountain for you. Yay! But then the truth comes out. Here we go. Committed in 2018 to the American Carbon Registry, and this is the baseline the project's built upon. That if it were for intervention, the forest would be subject to aggressive clear-cutting and high grading. The problem was, Hawk Mountain Preserves, as its name would suggest, was already a preserve. Since the 1930s, after the land was purchased by Abbott Berger, Rosalie Edge, and the Hawk Mountain Sanctuary Association was set up, this area has been closely looked after, managed, and protected. The forest didn't mean saving. It wasn't under threat. A backbone announced by the preserve's history and its own contemporary staff saying as much. Okay, so to summarize, what happens is you get this group that goes out because they see all of the, this, this movement towards ESG. And they say, hey, how can I get me some? How can I get, on, get in on the action? And then you've got the guy that comes in and says, oh boy, I know. Let's go ahead and protect Hawk Mountain Reserve. Like, wait a minute here. Hawk Mountain Reserve, Reserve, Reserve. I think that's already protected, isn't it, Bill? Yeah, that's the whole point. <laughs> so what we could do is we take all these millions of dollars and then we can protect something that we don't even have to protect because it's already protected. <laughs> so, so that you can imagine someone in the boardroom, go, oh, Bill, hmm, well, I actually, yeah, so what would our expenses be? Nothing. It's already protected. We don't have to spend a dime. All we have to do is just create these carbon credits out of nothing. In fact, look. Here's one right here. Bob, I don't see anything in your hand. That's the whole point. It's nothing. It's a Fugazi. But yet we can sell for millions and millions of dollars and we don't even have to do anything. And then the people are going to look at Hawk Mountain 10 years from now and say, wow, it looks so pristine. Bill, Bob, you guys did such a great job. They're going to pat us on the back, not even understanding that it was already a preserve to begin with. This is how insane ESG grift actually is, and I am just barely scratching the tip of the iceberg. So next time you come, you hear Larry Fink or one of the, uh, you know, the Davos types or something like that come out and talk about how the world is ending and all these things take. Now the world might be ending. I'll leave that up to you to decide, but trust me, Larry Fink doesn't care about it. Larry Fink doesn't care about icebergs. Larry Fink is feeding you whatever line of bullshit he needs to feed you in order to guilt you or fear trip you into giving him your money at a much higher management fee. And then it just goes right back down the pyramid so he can buy those carbon credits and show you how holier than thou he is when really he's just buying carbon carbon credits that are sold to him by a grifter who's even worse. This is how it all works. Enjoy the rest of your day. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market, capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.